I see you've come specially prepared I in your AlphaTauri merch. My logic was, if I'm wearing this, <laughs> and I say something that people might not like about Yuki, I can just be like, I'm wearing the merch, guys, I promise. I, I'm doing it with love. And I, I don't want to, like, you know, bash any drivers. I just want to... Yeah, cool. And I think you've got that same kind of opinion. Like, I, I like Yuki, too. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't really support any one particular driver or team in Formula One. I, I'm just kind of there for the racing and the sport mm. itself. Um, but I do like Yuki. I think he's I think he's a nice guy. I think he's funny. Yes. And, um, yeah, and I've followed most of his junior career. So I guess if you could start by introducing yourself and then I will introduce the actual episode and then lights out and away we go. <laughs> so Hi there, I'm Caitlin. I'm a uh, sim racing commentator, also a sim racer, motorsport content creator. I've been following Formula One for literally my entire life and I know Lucy through Racing Pride, which we're both members of. Yes. Um, so that's just a little bit about me, I guess. <laughs> Cool. Um, so hi everyone. Um, oh my god. I... <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I get so nervous. <laughs> I don't know if you have TikTok. Do you have TikTok? I yes, I do. I don't. Use oh yeah, it you much, you do, do follow my TikTok. I, I yes. remember now. Um, yeah, I posted a video of me and like behind the scenes of interviewing Johnny Herbert. I saw that. And I was, was just like, you. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> we were literally there doing deep breaths together. <laughs> um, it's definitely getting easier each time, but it's still scary. I made a video about Johnny Herbert recently. Oh, nice. Um, about his, the 15 highlights of his career. I will have to watch it because that sounds really interesting, actually. I feel I feel yeah. connected to Johnny Herbert now after all that. I feel like I need to look out for him. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the cooldown room. I'm here with sim racing commentator Caitlin Penny content creator, all-round legend. Okay, so I guess first things first, tell me about your experience with Yuki. Like, when did you first hear about him? Um, like, you know, when was the first you thought, oh, this guy could make it to F1? Or was the first you heard of him when he was a rookie? So I first um, I first came to know of Yuki when he was doing Japanese F4. I heard that he was doing very well in it, although I didn't actually see him racing until 2019 when he did Formula 3. Um, Yuki, I mean, he was always on the Red Bull Young Driver program, but he never really seemed to be an F1 candidate until right before he actually got the seat. Um, so his... FIA Formula 2 championship year, which was a good year. I mean, it, it didn't even start off that well. It was just towards the end where Yuki suddenly kind of shot up to prominence. And, um, and of course, that was at the time where Red Bull were having a, a little bit of a flap over drivers and whatever. Yeah. And at that <laughs> point, if they had a junior driver doing well, they were going to end up getting the seat. So, right. I mean, really, it was only just before he got the seat that he became a name connected with that seat. Yeah. So do you think with Yuki, he kind of got lucky to get the Alpha Tauri seat? Or would you say it was one of those things where it was a matter of time and he just kind of ended up getting fast tracked in? It's a product of the way that the Red Bull Young Driver program works. Right. Um, I think actually now would be a good time to do a little bit of a history lesson about okay. the Red Bull Young Driver program. Um, traditionally, they have they've always had a, a three, basically a three year um, 
a three-year sequence or a three-year cycle, right. a three-year um, contract for their, their junior drivers, especially in the AlphaTauri slash Toro Rosso team. Um, I mean, if you think back historically, Sebastian Buemi got three years, Jaime Alcaswari got three years, um, Science got three years and then was promoted, Vern only got three years, despite the fact he was actually pretty good. It's it's how they run things. They, yeah. they give you a... a a three-year contract to to show what you're worth and then you either progress up the ranks or you get demoted. Um, the problem was that Red Bull then went through a period of insane success where they had Vettel coming through and he was a he was a hit and you had Ricardo coming through and he was a hit and then Verstappen and later Sainz. Yeah. And um, all of these drivers, I feel like Red Bull kind of got a bit drunk on success. Yeah. And around about 2017, they started to expect all of their drivers to be like Vettel and Verstappen. Why are you not Max? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if they weren't, you know, if they had half a bad season, they would just get dumped. And this wasn't just drivers in the junior categories. This was drivers in the main Red Bull team and also Toro Rosso as well. This is when they stopped supporting their, you know, their second driver in the main Red Bull seat. They dumped um, Ricardo, then Gasly, then um, then Alex. Sorry to remind you. <laughs> um, and they eventually they just kind of run out of drivers they yeah. had to start bringing drivers back that they you know that they hadn't had on the red bull driver program in a while brennan hartley had been off the red bull young driver program for about eight years and then was brought back um alex himself was dropped from the red bull young driver program and then picked up again because they had run out of drivers yeah checo perez had never even been on it before um so this was a real losing streak for um, the Red Bull Young Driver the program. The hangover. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, the second Yuki started winning races in Formula 2, that he was pretty much guaranteed a Formula 1 seat because they needed someone. But now we're in the same situation again, where he's reaching the end of that three-year term. So now the question is, do they still have the same mentality as AlphaTauri that they did at Toro Rosso, where they're a junior team set to train drivers up for three years and then see how they do? Or are they more separated from their, their parent team? And are they going to stick with a driver who's doing a decent job and, uh, and hope that they can, hope that they can uh, break through? Let's talk about that, actually, because you mentioned Yuki's been doing a decent job. He's had, what, two years now in F1 to prove himself? Yeah. How would you say that's gone for him? Like, I think Yuki has shown a lot of potential. Um, clearly, he's not quite up there with Pierre just yet. Um, I have to say, I think Pierre is probably a more naturally talented driver, and yeah. I think that Yuki is going to have to work very hard to prove his worth at that team um i mean yuki came in with a bang didn't he scoring points on his debut <laughs> he really did it was very impressive absolutely he was feisty i mean i yuki is such a character with yeah. the you he's so sweet outside of the car and then you get him in the car and he's yeah. swearing at his mechanics and at the other drivers <laughs> and he's 
you know pulling moves that you don't expect yeah and, he's um, kind of similar to Alex in that regard like you know both of them have quite like sweet personalities outside the car and then the minute they get in that car they are absolutely vicious <laughs> yeah but as I think as it began to dawn on him that his car wasn't particularly good I think he started to kind of just settle for results a bit more right. like last year the AlphaTauri was clearly worse than the 2021 yeah. car and he was even further off Pierre than he had been in 2021. Right. And I, I think that's probably the um, the difference between the two. Pierre gets feisty when his back's against the wall and Yuki gets feisty when he senses he could have a result. And I think that's the difference between the two of them. And um, I mean, come to think of it, how good this year's AlphaTauri car is, is probably going to have a big impact on how close those two guys are together. So which of those traits would you say is better in a Formula One driver? Like being better when your back's against the wall or when you feel like there's a good result to get? Um, it really depends on the car you're in because obviously Formula One is not a fair sport. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think if you're in a... If you're in a backmarker car, for example, one that's very rarely going to score points, you've got to capitalize on those opportunities when they come. Um, but at, at most rounds, when the best you could do is, you know, 15th place, then there's there's no point going really aggressive and breaking components or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you are a driver in a better car where a bad day for you is going to be you know a lower points finish you gotta just keep going you gotta you gotta be as consistent as possible so yeah. i think yuki i think yuki would do better in a bigger better team a faster team um but he's got to actually prove that he's worthy of getting there and um and that's the problem you know that's that's what he's not quite doing so do you think if Yuki was in Red Bull right now, we'd be seeing like stronger performances from him? I th I think he'd be just as good as Checo is, to be honest. I think Yuki, um, yeah, I, I think that he is the kind of character who would go well in a car that wins races. Um, he doesn't, in my opinion, and I say this, I say this completely, you know, with respect to Yuki, yeah. because he's a great guy and a great driver. I don't think he has the attitude for a junior program because Yuki doesn't really, I mean, he doesn't really believe in himself that much. Did he see when he was, um, when he was announced to AlphaTauri for a second season, he said he couldn't believe it because That's he, right, I'd forgotten about that. Because he kept crashing the car and he said, <laughs> oh, I thought they were going to sack me. <laughs> That's not, I respect the honesty. <laughs> that's very honest, but that is too honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. And and you see that on track as well. You know, he was in a bit of a dip at that at that point in his his season, you know, the end of 2021. And then all of a sudden when the team um, you know, showed that they believed him, he had that wonderful fourth place finish at Abu Dhabi. Um, so that's that's the problem with Yuki. He doesn't really believe in himself. He needs others to believe in him for him. Right. And that's not necessarily the attitude you need for a junior program. So I I really do think that this year um, for Yuki hinges on his attitude 
and how good the car is going to be. Um, and yeah, it's it's absolutely a make or break year for Yuki. Yeah, so how would you say is the best way for not just Yuki, but any racing driver in general, what's the best way for them to get their confidence up? Results. I mean, it's a vicious cycle. You know, yeah. you, you get you get results and so you believe you can get those results and so you get those results again. Um, Yuki is going to need something like, you know, if there's a race of attrition and he finds himself on the podium or whatever, I I bet that you will notice a massive difference between his results before that happened and his results after that happened. Yeah. And nothing's probably nothing's changed in the team. It's just that he will now believe that he can do it again. Yeah. Um so a little bit of a little bit of circumstance, a little bit of luck could really give him the boost that he needs. Uh but I kind of feel that he is just going to sit back and wait for it to happen. So and I dig guess in and hope that it hope if, that it does. Yuki if he fans. does just sit back, like do you think that would be it for Yuki? Do you think he really yeah. needs to yeah. I I think that the culture of three years and that's your lot is still I th I think it's still there in Alpha Tauri. I I think that this is always going to be his last Formula One season with Alpha Tauri. And um now he's got to prove himself to the other teams. Right. I don't think I can see Red Bull dropping Checo anytime soon, so I think that I mean, if they did, then obviously Red Bull would be his his goal. Yeah. Um, if not, I think he'd have to pull a Sainz and, um, you know, go to Renault or somewhere, or Alpine as it is now, yeah. or, or somewhere like that. I can honestly see him going to a team like that, especially now that, you know, Alonso's out of there and you've got the Piastri situation with McLaren. We don't know how good he's going to be. Um yeah, Yuki, he has options, but only if he really excels this year. And um, I'm sounding like a broken record here, but it's all going to be to do with his his attitude. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely uh, it's it's going to be the end of his career if he doesn't do something special. Right. So you actually kind of raised a really good point by accident there. So you mentioned that Checo is unlikely to get dropped because I know maybe a few months ago when Daniel got um, announced as the reserve driver at Red Bull, test and reserve or whatever the role is, a lot of people were saying, oh, maybe Checo is going to get dropped mid-season. I agree with you. I don't think it's realistic. Do you think there's a possibility Yuki could get replaced mid-season by Daniel Ricciardo? Well, I said earlier on that I... I mean, I mentioned Daniel getting dropped from Red Bull. He didn't technically get dropped. Yeah. Obviously, Daniel, Red Bull wanted to keep him, but they weren't willing to meet the demands that he was giving um, for him to be to be to feel like an integral member of the team. Um, it very much seemed like their focus was shifting towards Verstappen and building the team around Verstappen, and so Daniel left. Um, if he was to come back to Formula One, I think he would probably 
I mean, I don't see him rejoining the Red Bull. I, I was very surprised when he announced um, that he was a test driver for Red Bull now. I did not expect him to go back to that environment, especially with Max Verstappen still in the game. And I don't really know what to make of it, to be honest, whether that yeah. means he you know, wants to get back into the, the Red Bull program or whether he... Uh, just wants to keep his name in in the game so that he can jump into another team if they're interested. I don't really know. So that is a little bit of a wild card. Yeah. And you're right to you're right to bring that up. Um, maybe I mean Red Bull. They are a little bit trigger happy these days yes. with dumping drivers who aren't quite performing. But if that was going to happen, you know maybe they wouldn't have signed Yuki for 2023. Maybe they'd have gone straight for Daniel. Who knows? But yeah. what I'm trying to say is that Daniel is a an enigma. Absolutely no one knows what he's doing yeah. right now. Because that's the thing. We know he's such a strong and proven driver. You know, he's, he's won races. And then in McLaren, it feels like all of that just fell apart. It was almost like we were watching someone different. And, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't lose skill. He's still got that skill within him. He just wasn't able to let it out in McLaren. So it's like... It's just a matter of if Daniel were to go back to another team like Red Bull, Alpha Tauri, if he was driving an F1 again, would he have that same, like the old Daniel, would he be back? People people say he lost his ability when he left Red Bull, but to be honest, no. Even even at Red even at Renault, he was at his prime. You know, Daniel was phenomenal in that Renault. He just didn't really have a chance to show it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what it was with McLaren, but something went wrong. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> So that's Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess let's move back to Alpha Tauri. And yes. um obviously Yuki's gonna have a new teammate this year. No more Pierre. Um I think this is gonna change things for Yuki again, to be honest, because I think with Pierre being there, he learned a lot from Pierre. And I think Pierre was almost a source of comfort for him in mm. in as a teammate. Like he knew it was okay if he did less like got less points than Pierre because you know Pierre's the experienced driver he's the the young rookie coming in um you know everyone's expecting Pierre to be the higher scorer um but obviously now we've got Yuki and Nick DeVries um which is going to change the dynamic Yuki's obviously going to want to try and lead the team because Nick is a rookie but then Nick is also older and yeah already a world championship winner in Formula E so I think this is going to be a really exciting teammate battle. Um, how do you think it's going to go down? In terms of motorsport as a whole, Nick is more experienced than than Yuki. Yes. Um, I really feel that this is quite different to the usual sort of teammate, you know, experienced teammate rookie scenario because it's not as straightforward as a young gun coming in and having to prove themselves against an established driver. This is too... I, I mean, I guess I'm trying to work out what the opposite of established is. These these two drivers haven't yet got a firm foothold in the world of Formula One. So they are both going to be hungry for it. They're both experienced. And that's the that's what's unique about this lineup. It's two, basically two... Um, inexperienced, I'm, experienced. I'm really, really waffling. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really waffling at this that's bit. That's fine. But, um, yeah, sorry about that. But but yeah, no. I I think Nick DeVries has the advantage over Yuki. I think that he is older. I think he's more mature. I think he has a better mindset for racing. 
and I think that you were right to bring Nick up because Yuki has a different role in the team now and that is definitely going to affect how his season goes. Yeah, it's like added pressure on top of the pressure he's already going mm. to be under. It's, it's a really tricky one to call because obviously we don't know how it's going to play out. I think you'd expect, I personally would expect Yuki to be slightly better because ultimately while De Vries is more experienced in motorsport, I think, you know, Yuki's been with AlphaTauri much longer now. He knows how Formula One works. He's used to the, the huge pressure, all the media all the fans, while De Vries, he won't quite be used to that level of attention and pressure and scrutiny. And also he'll still be adjusting to a new type of car. And also Formula E is quite different to Formula One. Formula E, you can kind of get away with a bit of like bashing and argy-bargy. <laughs> um, Formula One, I, honestly, at Monza, when De Vries stepped in for Alex Albon, I was convinced he was just going to send it into turn one and take someone out. I was convinced. Uh, no, I love De Vries, you know. I've good met job him. Getting, yeah. I'm rooting for him. You know, he's one of my absolute favourites now because he was so nice. Um, but I'll be completely honest, I did expect him to just bin it <laughs> completely. Uh, but he didn't. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that Monza went so well for De Vries, he's going to be coming in really confident. Um, and obviously then it'll be quite make or break for De Vries at the start of the season because if he gets off to a good start, it's going to be, you know, confidence is going to build. But if he has a bad first race, he's going to kind of spiral, I think. Um, especially if Yuki's there doing well, he's going to start thinking like, oh, is this the right decision? You know what I've just noticed about both Nick and Yuki? Yeah? They, um, they both finished ninth on their debut, I believe. Oh, um, I think you're right. Yeah, interesting. Ah. So both, both came in with a bang. Completely coincidental. Yeah. Also, you know who we haven't spoken about yet, who's who? really important in this um, equation? Colton Herter. Do you remember how how eager um, AlphaTauri were to bring Colton on board and how he was basically signed for that team until uh, the FAA rejected his appeal to race in the Winter Series and all that? Right. Um Colton Herter is also a threat to Yuki um, because clearly the team at this point have their mind on... I love on... this. <laughs> We're going deep now. <laughs> it's okay. No, clearly the team have their mind on bringing in um, new people to yes. the Red Bull Young Driver program who aren't already a part of it. Um, it's a it's a culture that emerged ever since um, they started to started to run out of drivers around about 2017, and um, and yeah, I I think that uh, if the team, um, I'm so waffly today. I'm so sorry. God, do I can't... not ever apologize. The more you say, the better. <laughs> okay, I mean, I do hope your editor is going to absolutely. Sorry. No. <laughs> Don't apologise. Uh, honestly, the longer we can get this video, the better. It will be great for my watch time. <laughs> I still want it to be like constant waffling. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm constantly saying things Your like, oh, yes, it will be... so interesting. It will be interesting if, and ah, uh, yes, that will, that will make it... But that's the point, right? Like, it's so cool to explore all these different scenarios of like what could happen and what might happen. And like, you know, we're yeah. really diving deep on Yuki here. I feel like 
this is such an informative video and having someone like you giving such great insight, like you clearly know loads about what you're talking about. So it's so great to hear it. And I'm interested. So the viewers will definitely like it too. So please waffle away all you like with extra syrup. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy. That's okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. Let me, let me start that again. Okay. Yeah. Colton Herter, the AlphaTauri uh, team were absolutely set on getting him into the car this year they were even i mean colton himself um said that he would do the the f3 or f4 winter series just to get into that that seat and that could be another threat to yuki you know obviously with this being his third year in the team and the old three-year rule and all that um i think that any hope that he would have of actually staying with AlphaTauri after the season is pretty much gone now that you have people like Colton Herter trying to come in from the outside. Um, and there are a few people on the junior program now as well, kind of below um, AlphaTauri. I mean, you've got Johnny Edgar and Oliver Behrman. I remember those guys from karting, so those <laughs> though, they are promising. Um, yeah, I... To repeat a point that I said earlier, I think that whatever happens, this will be Yuki's last season with Alpha Tauri. Um, so after that, he's got to sink or swim. Yeah. Um, I guess going back to Colton Herter, who you mentioned, um, why do you think the FIA would not let him do the winter series? I don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because. I don't know either. If it, like when I heard about that, I was like, "That's really random." Like, why would they want to block talent from F one? It it is weird. It's like um, you know, the FAA have set out this this sequence of things that you're supposed to do. Like, ah, yes, you know, you got to follow this pattern in order to get the super license points to get to Formula One. And um, and Colton's been like, okay, I'm gonna do that, and the FA is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, and I think it's probably because it's like a big step down from IndyCar to Formula Three. And sure, I guess it seems that way. But yeah. but then they I mean, are very different in in nature. Yeah, and drivers do things like that. I mean, Pierre Gasly was doing Formula One at the same time as Super Formula, so like. I, I, Roberto Meri did Formula Running 3.5 at the same time as Formula uh, he 1. He went to Formula 1 and then went back to Formula went 2. Went back to Formula yeah. 2. That was an interesting one. Yeah, and if he was again signed with a Formula 1 team, I'm sure they'd have nothing to say, say against it. I think it's just that um, Colton is coming from a very different world, the world of IndyCar. Yeah. And... Um, I am surprised that he wasn't allowed to race in Formula One. He it's clearly very wanted to. interesting. The team clearly wanted him. Because, yeah. like, it feels like F1 are really trying to push for, like, American inclusion um, in F1. Like, you know, American fans, American talent, American drivers, mm. Amer American teams, even. Um, is it Andretti who we've heard? Yes. Yes. Um, Andretti Cadillac, so yeah. double American. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Very American. Um, you know, Miami, Las Vegas, and Austin all at the same time, they're really trying to, like, sell it to an American audience. Why would... It's it's so in their interest to have, like, a really good young talent like Colton Herter step into an F1 car. I know we've got Logan Sargent coming through, but to have yeah. two Americans would be great, because I don't mean this to be offensive to Logan or Williams, but he's not going to be that inspiring 
this year. He's going to be in a Williams. He's going to be a rookie. It's, it's not going to be a lot to see. I, I predict him to come last in the standings. And that's not really due to any fault of his own. It's just the situation he'll be in. Like He's going to be in what probably will be the slowest car with an experienced teammate who's been doing really well in that slow car. Um, so it would make sense, you know, have Colton Herter and he's going to really represent the Americans and hopefully make more drivers who are in IndyCar see that, oh, you know, we could still go to F1. Um, there's like, you know, it would open a whole new route of talent for people to come in. And it just it just makes no sense to me that they'd want to block that. Mm, so. it's, not like, it's not like it's gone badly in the past. I mean, think of Jacques Villeneuve. Where did he come from? <laughs> you know, Juan Pablo Montoya. Those guys won races. And they're big names know. now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty much everyone, like, even newer fans are going to know those names. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm bitter about it because I saw Colton racing in the junior categories, like in person. And I always love it when a driver comes through to Formula One who I've seen racing in person, because I can look at them and be like, ha, I've seen you in real life. I saw you before you were famous. And, I liked it before um, it was cool. <laughs> yes, I was a fan of you before everyone else knew your name. That's so cool. Um, and I didn't get that with Yuki because I never saw him in the junior categories, but I did get that with Colton. So bring in, yeah. bring in Colton. I feel like um, that's kind of me with DeVries. It's not really, because he was already kind of... Yeah, you quite... met him. Yeah, I was, honestly... You gave him Harry Boat. I did, I did. <laughs> and I think he really wanted them as well, because he, like, he tucked them between his legs, and he was not letting them out of his sight. I looked at other people's photos with the um, Nick and Stoffel, and you could see the Haribos tucked between his legs in every single photo. <laughs> he was not letting go of them. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So for me, that happened like before Nick raced in F1 and then got announced for Alpha Tauri. So I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> like, it's that guy. This guy, I've met him. And of course, it's always cool when it goes the other way around as well. Like, I don't know. Have you ever met any F1 drivers that have retired from F1? Uh, I haven't actually like met an F1 driver in person. I do. Earlier when you were talking about um, you have like a special connection with Johnny Herbert now because you've interviewed him or whatever. Yeah. I have that with um, Mark Blundell uh, because I wrote a poem that he liked once oh. and he he sent me free tickets to the British Grand Prix so oh that's how I ended up, ended up going to the British Grand Prix in 2017. That's incredible. Um, and I think he also follows me on Twitter. Wow. I'll, I'll check that quickly but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. This is wildly off topic, but I, no, it's I, fine. I, I like this conversation, yeah. It's it's really interesting, I guess, because I feel like we're kind of different in how we, I guess, meet with drivers, because you tend to see a lot of the young ones that are kind of the future stars, and I seem to have ended up meeting a lot of the ones that have already been in F1, so I've met Sir Jackie Stewart, um, Johnny so Herbert. I know, <laughs> I, I'm jealous of myself. Um, and I also met Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, <laughs> Completely by accident, actually. I just was outside at the London E3 and he just walked past me. I was like, oh my gosh, Antonio. I got a selfie with him. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. So that's really interesting how we've kind of ended up like... <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen a bunch of the junior drivers as well. I mean, you were at the World Series by Renault in 2007, uh, I was. right? Yes. I was. We were both there. We didn't know each other yet, yeah. but we were both there. Uh, Brendan Hartley was there that day yes. uh, in the Formula Running 2.0. I think he won it. 
Yeah, that yeah, day. won yeah. a couple of the races. Uh, I think Sebastian Buemi was there. A couple of, couple of other. It's so drivers. cool to so, like look back and be like, I had no idea. <laughs> you had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea too. Yeah. I was just like, oh, look at the funny cars. It, imagine if we like ended up sat like right near each other. And we might have got. We never will know. <laughs> I don't at all. Um, I might ask my dad. My mum says we always sat down by the uh, the Melbourne hairpin, but I remember at one point going for a walk uh, with my mum up to the inside of the old hairpin as well. So I've, I've, yeah, I, I, I might well have walked past you. Can That's you imagine? That's crazy. Like, and you have probably seen. You've probably at least like glanced. Um, over like a crowd that my brother's in at some point because you've been to a bunch yeah, of events with my brother. You were telling and me about never this. Actually, <laughs> you've never actually like met or anything, and I find that really funny. I feel like I need to meet him now. He seems to have great taste in events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He was at the um, the racing pride party as well. He was the. Oh. I I remember pointing him out and being like, "That's my brother sat in the car over there," and. Um, and then, and then we left him and went back into the paddock to say goodbye to Richard and yeah. he was just sat there for like half an hour. <laughs> so obviously the topic of this video is will 2023 be a make or break year for Yuki Tsunoda? Let's get a final answer. Is Yuki going to make this year or break this year? I can't see Yuki in Formula One in 2024. I'm sorry. Oh. I don't want to be a pessimist. Yeah. I do like Yuki. I think he's going to do great th things in the future in whatever other categories he goes yeah. to. Um, he reminds me of his fellow countryman, Kamui Kobayashi. You know, didn't have a stellar junior career, um, but did enough to get to Formula One. Really came into Formula One with a bang, <laughs> then just sort of didn't do much after that. And then after Formula One, went on to set lap records at Le Mans and win the World Endurance yeah. Championship and things like that. I can see Yuki following a very similar career progression, but unfortunately, that means he's probably not going to have much of a future in Formula One. No, I think I completely agree with that, to be honest. I don't, I also wouldn't see him getting kept on at Alpha Tauri. I think it's going to be close. I think he's going to do a bit better than maybe we might expect him to do this year. He's got a lot of talent. Um, but I agree, yeah. I think he might end up being replaced and then ending up doing some sort of endurance racing. He's really quick. I think he'll definitely have a lot of success in that. Um, and he's going to be one of those drivers that's not going to get forgotten about anytime soon. You know, I feel like he's really made his mark. Um, he's got so many lovely fans and supporters as well. I mean, the atmosphere at Suzuka this year for Yuki was absolutely phenomenal. Like it was so great to see everyone coming out to support him. I feel like F1 needs a Japanese driver. So if Yuki does go, I do hope we get another one soon because they just bring like such a wonderful like fan base into F1, um, especially at Suzuka. It's so great to see mm. all the, the passion and support. I feel like, I think, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was um, one of my friends, Asaf, who I was talking to, um, yes, I don't know when we met up um, and we were saying like no one does it quite like the Japanese fans because we were talking about like the Orange Army and you know the British fans at Silverstone and we, yeah. we agreed the atmosphere cannot be beaten um, at Suzuka um, so I think it's good for F1 to have a driver like Yuki um, the the Orange Army and the Tafosi <laughs> and sometimes even Hamilton's fans can actually be a bit scary because be. they are 
um, extremely passionate and also a little bit like partisan, like they don't like the other drivers. Yeah. The Japanese drivers are just there to have a party. They yeah. they uh, they have a will of a time at Suzuka and And you can feel the respect yeah. from them as well. Like they they love F one and everything 100%, that goes on. 100%. Like I love the hats, you know when they come with like the, the really yes. intricate like it's so cool and yes crowd at Suzuka and you see all manner of funny outfits yeah. and all of that it's amazing yeah so I think it's going to be a loss to the sport when Yuki does eventually end up leaving because mm. you know we're probably not going to get quite as much of that like raw passion um but you know there's so many great upcoming Japanese drivers I'm sure I don't actually know any off the top of my head but um there's always lots <laughs> so I was just trying to think about who might be the next like I don't know if, I mean, Awas is decent. I don't think Awas has quite got Formula One levels of talent, but he's no, exactly. decent. But that's um, the thing, there's, there's so much talent constantly, because there's such yeah. a great motorsport culture in Japan. I think, you know, there's always going to be another one coming soon. Um, kind of like, I'm trying to think which other country it's similar to. Maybe Germany, but we tend to have more German mm. drivers. Maybe like Finland or Sweden. Maybe Finland yes. mostly. Like, they have this really nice motorsport culture and there's always going to be another like Finnish or um, similar kind of driver coming through and you're like, okay, this one's going to be one to watch because it's like, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't quite know what it is about the Finns yeah. because they don't really have any racetracks there. But, no, um, I think I think it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a few, but they don't really They just do. love it. <laughs> yeah. No, they're just, they're just naturally good. I mean, we've got know. Hakkinen, Raikkonen. If you want to win Hierophant. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really great talking about Yuki. Um, and I guess we went on to some other topics as well, but that was really great. Um, I feel like we've really covered this topic very well. Um, to everyone watching, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Will this be a make or break year for Yuki Tsunoda? Do let us know. Um, and Caitlin, of course, you've been brilliant. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Um, yeah, can't wait to have you back soon if you'd be willing to. I would love to. I've got, I mean, we've got 19 other drivers to talk yeah. about. We've got, <laughs> we've got the history of the sport. We've got every team. I want to come back every, every time. I'll have you back as much as I can then. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, thanks everyone for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. See ya. <laughs>